So this Sunday is Epiphany Sunday. And for those of you who are new to such traditions as Advent and Epiphany and Pentecost, uh, and maybe even Lent for some of us, Epiphany Sunday is another special Sunday in the church calendar. Uh, that's why we've changed the colors, because some of you have asked, why do y'all keep changing the colors? Uh, we've changed the colors this week to white, because that is the assigned color for uh, Epiphany. Epiphany is, means to shine the light on something, to see uh, the appearance of something. And so this Sunday we celebrate the wise men taking that journey to go to see Jesus. They follow this star. Now for those of you who were here last week, I know this is kind of like whiplash because last week we were listening to Jesus preach and teach in the temple and now this week Boom! We're back at the nativity scene and the wise men are coming to see Jesus. So it's kind of like my spiritual life. It's a lot of whiplash. It's back and forth and all over the place. I'm sure you all can understand. So this week we are journeying with these wise men as they follow the star to see Jesus. That is the shine. That is the light that they are following to see who Jesus is. Now, Herod has asked them to go and find Jesus so that he could then go and worship, but we all know Herod actually wants to go and destroy Jesus because it is understood that Jesus will rise up and overtake him in his thinking anyway. So these wise men come bearing all kinds of gifts for Jesus. And they're coming to see this revelation of him, the appearance of him. And so we think this week about what is the revelation and the appearance of Jesus in our midst? How can we shine some new light on who God is, on who Jesus is for us, and how we relate to this God? This Sunday we are starting a five-sermon series about spiritual principles, practical principles that we can use in our day-to-day -day lives. When I say practical principles, I mean things that can actually work to improve your life. So this Sunday, we want to shine the light on a new practical principle. We want to see God in a new and different, possibly in an enlightened way. We have all kind of bought into this thinking that God is riding on a cloud somewhere, and it's kind of like Christina Aguilera, a genie in a bottle, <laughs> and grants your wishes if you pray hard enough, tithe hard enough, and serve hard enough. And we've grown up believing that out of that cloud, that man that's riding on the cloud, and I'll say that man because that is how we have been trained to see God as a man on the cloud, that that is our focus and kind of our thinking around religion and all of our practical principles. Even when we get ready to pray currently, we pray, oh God, I know you see me and I'm hurting and I need something. Oh man, on the cloud, make it happen. 
we know that Scripture testifies that God is so much more. Some of us in this church has had a problem understanding God as being. I will go so far as to say, even using male and female language is restricting who God is. That even that is simply not enough. We use he and she because that's a way for us to find God relatable in some sense. But even using those particular words have caused us to reduce God to being in a little itty bitty box. We were raised that God is, what is it, omnipotent, all-powerful. Omniscient, what is that? All-knowing, what's the other one? Omnipresent, all-present. Even that is restricting. God is not all-powerful simply. God is all powerful. That's a difference. If God is all powerful, then God can't be all powerful. That is a huge difference. That means all powerful, all powerful things, all power that exists. All power that flows through our body, all electricity flowing through this building, all power, all energy, all of that is God. Why would we want to take the powers that exist and say God is all powerful when the powers only exist because God is all power? God is. All knowing. Even that language is limited. God is not just all knowing. God is all the knowledge there is existing in the world and all the knowledge that is to come. We say all knowing because we just think God knows everything we know. No, 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 no. God is all the knowledge that exists. When we discover something, God is like, well, it's about time. I knew that. <laughs> or why did you discover that? That ain't really why I put that there for you. You're abusing the power that I am, the knowledge that I am to create something that will actually demean or depress or harm the human race. Nevertheless, God is still all of the knowledge. God is present everywhere. Oh, you mean present everywhere, kind of like us? That's restricted. God is actually all presence. Not just present everywhere, but all presence. In fact, none of us can even be present here because God is the presence existing as us in this very moment. We think somehow we control where God shows up and is present. That's why we like to say he's all present. Only when we're doing the wrong things, you know, we really ain't present here. You know, present when 
message that we should highlight today. It doesn't matter. Not many pastors are going to tell you this, but I, you know, I'm thinking about bringing hell back, but some of y'all need to be more consistent with church. Working on it. But isn't it interesting that all of this power and all of this knowledge exists and is available and open to everyone? Everyone. The worst among us. To everyone. That's a real grace. That you woke up and, well, your body was working, but the grace is that when you took the breath, it was there. Presence was there to sustain God is all that is. The Apostle Paul says, it is in God that we live and move and breathe and have our being. That means there is no separation from God. That means there is nowhere that we can hide from God. That means that even when we might be doing something we know we should not be doing, you might as well go ahead and say, God, I'm going to enjoy this moment. I give it to you after this moment is done, but I thank you for this moment of indiscretion or whatever it is that I'm out there doing. God is present in all of it. In the bars when you're drinking, in the AA rooms when you're calling on better knowledge and better wisdom for your life, on the job when you're sitting there having to deal with the boss that you're annoyed with, God is even still present in the midst of all of that. So from a practical standpoint, if God is all, we should be able to access God at all times. I'm really miss somebody. Somebody probably cuts me out after church. God, it is available all the time and everywhere. When God appeared to Moses in the bush, Moses said, who, who are you? What is your name? We probably ask the same question because who is talking to me through a burning bush? I want to know who you are. What is your name? And I just, in my sanctified, small mind imagination, I imagine God saying, well, I could say I'm the Nile River, but that's too limiting because I'm everywhere. I could say I'm the fire in this bush, but that's too limiting because I'm all fire. I could say I'm the bush showing up as God, but I'm everywhere. I could say that I'm the mountains, the snow-capped mountains, but I'm every mountain, I'm every valley, I'm every peak, I'm every state, I'm every... 
And if that is not God's home of fashion, God is all and everything there is. I don't know what will do it for me. When God couldn't find the language to describe God's self, God said, I am. I don't know what else to tell you. I just simply am. And in every generation, we have referred to God by a whole lot of different names because we just couldn't pin God down. I heard somebody say he's Jehovah Rapha, the God that he loved me. I heard somebody say he's Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. I heard somebody say God is Jehovah Nisi, the God of peace. I heard one somebody back in the old church back there say, he is the will within a will. I've heard them say, he is my all in all. I've heard them say, he is the Alpha and the Omega. God is the all and all. Jesus, as you've heard me say, yes. They say, well, on Christ, the solid rock, I say, God is all. This Catholic, right, is principle one. There's four more. There's four more, but you, you'll miss, this is kind of like 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade English AP. If you don't get Lesson one, <laughs> you'll miss the other lessons. So I invite you to show up next week.